0: Welcome to the conversation. I'm Hyle Russell.
1: I'm Jeff Onan. Oh, Jeff, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, uh, or, or, uh, or Samhain, for yeah. our neo-pagan listeners. One of the two nights of the year when the membrane between the world of the living and the dead is at its weakest to the dead walk among us. The other, of course, being Beltane or Valpergus Nocta, but the Hallmark industry hasn't gotten a hold of that one yet so we just have the one halloween
0: right i I, i'm open to doing another conversation
1: you know it it doesn't just have to be for halloween but we could we could do a vulperis knocked episode we'd be the first podcast uh to do that uh the thing hyle i did want to say before we get into the the meat of the episode or the the bones of the the lack of meat right lack of meat uh is is halloween is not all fun and games believe it or not um, I don't know if you heard this, but we live in uncertain times. Uh I, I've heard I've heard a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's news. But uh the audience I'm sure the audience has anxieties. They have all these burning questions in this crazy fucked up world, like questions like um what uh what is what is a skeletons? Uh what do skeletons want? Why do people think it's appropriate to dress as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween all of a sudden? Uh, what happened at diet love on february 1st 1959 <laughs> today you and i we're going to get into all of this and all of we're it. Let, you know put put people's minds at ease on this scary horrific little holiday that we call halloween yeah
0: despite despite that lead we we both actually really like halloween and that's why that's my
1: favorite. Yeah, oh, yeah
0: that's why I, I always like to do a little something a little little bit for halloween uh you know, it's funny because I'm not a horror movie guy. That's not me. I I don't I don't like to be scared. I I like to be comfortable in my life. And that being said, I really like Halloween because I love folklore, I love mythology, I love monsters. I think I gravitate more towards your your creature features than horror movies, you know. I I just like them. The celebration, I mean, yeah, Yeah. I I like the celebration of vampires and werewolves and what have you. And when I was a kid, I I was this way. You know, I I just talked about how I like to decorate my parents' house. And that being said, I didn't like some aspects of Halloween that I felt were forced down my throat. I didn't like mummies. Because yes, there there was a classic Universal horror movie about a mummy, but like why are why are Egyptian mummies part of Halloween? I also I didn't like the concept of skeletons, and when I say that, I don't mean I didn't like the bones inside of us that hold us up and give us form, but I hated the, this notion that they would get up and start dancing or something, like dem bones, dem bones. Fuck off. Fuck off with that, Jeff. I didn't like it because I couldn't wrap my baby head around it. Because there's nothing there to keep them up. There's nothing there to hold in the spirit. It's not like a Frankenstein's monster where you can shoot it with electricity and there's enough fleshy goo there to to keep it all in place. a skeleton. It's just a skeleton. It doesn't work. I've tried. So... <laughs> I I was fine with the concept of human remains like skeletons just strewn about as Halloween decor, but I didn't like them as Halloween characters for whatever reason. Like it just, it just didn't sit right with me. It was a bridge too far, but that was then. And this is now. And now Jeff, holy fuck. I love skeletons.
1: Wow. What a, Turn around. I, I thought you were going to spend the whole episode hating skeletons. It would have been real awkward.
0: <laughs> it would have been a miserable time. Yeah. It's funny how this happened with me because I, I feel like it's similar to pirates because when I was a really little kid, I didn't understand the appeal of pirates. I, I just thought they were goofy, old-timey men wearing frilly shirts, acting dirty. And uh, it was up to Rare to really get me to understand the appeal of pirates. And it was a slower burn, but they eventually got me there with skeletons too. Because all it took for me to understand skeletons, understand skeletons, I said that, all it took was for me to realize that skeletons can just be goofy dudes with attitude and all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, skeletons, they could be pretty fun in the right context.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that you came around. I didn't want to um, have a bone to pick with you. A little, oh. little skeleton joke. But no, I love skeletons. I think they're cool. I agree with you that they don't make sense. But also, I think that as long as the explanation behind them is like always magic, then it's fine. Anytime yeah. they try to do science like sometimes once in a while you have a zombie movie. And I think that zombies make some level of logical sense, at least in a science fictional format. Uh Um, But like they'll have a zombie that has gotten so down to the decomposition that it's basically a skeleton. And at that point, I don't think the zombie should work because it would fall apart. But as long as the skeleton is animated by magic and not science fiction, then I'm okay with it because it does make sense. It does make sense. He. You know, it, also, they can talk, but they don't have, like, a lips or a tongue or, or lungs to make air. So, like, it, as long as it's magic, right. that's fine. I like yeah. that. And they they're funny guys.
0: Because, yes, they are inherently silly. The concept itself is so ridiculous that if you lean into that and have some fun with the concept every now and then, I feel like it gives you free reign to do whatever the hell you want with skeletons. And I just wanted to give a shout out really quick because we are streaming this live or (laughs) dead on our Twitch channel as a special Halloween treat for everyone out there. And some noted skeleton lovers are in the chat, including Cotbox, Dustin and Chris. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. Noted pervert christopher alcock uh, (laughs)
0: jesus (laughs) just because we're talking about bones we're a bunch of people talking about bones on halloween afternoon doesn't make us perverts jeff
1: well yeah we can be perverts for all kinds of reasons we don't have to get into it but uh what we do have to get into hyle is skeletons yes that's the episode that's the whole episode
0: it's not much to get into skeletons but it's surprising, well, air, yeah. yeah it, it's it's surprising how much you can talk about when it comes to skeletons in the Donkey Kong yeah. universe.
1: When it when it comes to skeletons, uh, it really boils down to the uh, it's it's all about bones.
0: Yeah, and you know, if you boil bones, you get gelatin.
1: And if you make gelatin, you can create jello. Right, and so the- I don't know where we're going with this trip. Little- I, ju- I just want
0: people to know: every time they have like a, a cup of Jello at the hospital, you're basically eating fruity skeletons.
1: I'm okay with that. I will it, say- it'll, it'll improve my skeleton. I'll, I'll, I'll absorb the nutrients <laughs> and have a stronger skeleton. Like how when we were kids, our parents made us drink like eight glasses of milk a day or whatever because they were uh, propagandized by the milk industry yeah. to think that we needed milk every day. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this whole this whole thing where yeah, you you need another creature's milk to have health is ridiculous. And why? Well, just the other day, I saw a billboard that said hydrates better than water, and it was for a milk company. But and don't that,
1: you want strong bones?
0: Well, that's a lie, Jeff. Milk does not hydrate you better than water. That is, that is a lot. And I, I do want strong bones, but there are other sources of calcium rather than the juice you squeeze from a cow's teeth.
1: I don't drink water. It rusts you. <laughs> You're
0: thinking like I a gold skelly. We haven't even gotten to that part of the podcast.
1: <laughs> way, to, way to bring it back. I forgot. We're talking about skeletons.
0: We, we're so not. Yeah, we're not ranting against the milk industry here. That's another podcast that I have in the, the works. The thing
1: is, If you want to have strong bones, like the milk industry convinces you, then when your skeleton rises to to take part in the bone wars, you're just creating a stronger soldier against your own race. So you should have weak bones. Make these skeletons easier for us to defeat in the coming bone wars.
0: I'm surprised this isn't a debate people have in the DKU, given the prominence of skeletons throughout the past, well, for us, 27 years, but in universe, centuries
1: so i bet i bet that the king the panther king probably has the strongest bones of all he's the only dku character that canonically drinks milk
0: well conquer then drinks milk just because it's there he like he gets the throat he's like oh what do we have in the refrigerator oh milk fine
1: he has a really really tough skeleton
0: yeah yeah i i bet he does uh not that it did him much good when that alien burst out of his
1: chest that's true yeah yeah. What are you gonna do, skeleton? Well, hi. What's the first skeleton today on our list of of uh, the, the skeleton list?
0: Well, it's not just the list we're going down. We're going. Oh, sorry. We're going to get into I what was,
1: was, I thought this was rare gamer. <laughs>
0: top, top five, five rare skeletons. skeletons. I think they've made that list. Actually, <laughs> I think if you Google that right now, uh, a former Steve McCorkle list will come up about the top five skeletons in in rare, but. No, so as it as it is with most things in the DKU, this wasn't really planned out. Yes, rares fingerprints are on most of it, but when you have a shared universe that becomes spread out across several studios and indeed corporations, things aren't going to be coordinated on purpose. But what you get is some delightful accidental continuity. The kind of accidental continuity that the DKU thrives on. The lore behind skeletons has been surprisingly consistent. Especially once Sea of Thieves came along and laid down some of the ground rules. And also, the ground is where skeletons are buried, Jeff.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Unless unless you live in New Orleans. <laughs> wow, Heil. Cancel Heil. He He doesn't acknowledge New Orleans exists look at him
0: oh i'm sorry I, I i would like to apologize to all of our listeners down in Nolans way
1: you can't you can't say Nolans. that's you you're you're double canceled that's not <laughs> your accent all i'm
0: right. sorry i know i know uh, uh harry connick junior is a patron so sorry
1: okay <laughs>
0: so <laughs> po- po- <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he emailed me this morning he was like hi where's the demon turf content I was like alright Harry hold on we'll bring up demon turf in our skeletons episode
1: yeah we just did quarters met,
0: no, no, met. It'll, it'll, it'll come up Harry don't worry so I said it wasn't going li- to be a list but I, I should point out that the first DKU skeleton was actually more than just the skeleton because he was cackle from off of Donkey Kong Country 2 Because it was confusing, because he wasn't just a skeleton. Cackle was also a Kremlin, and he was a ghost. And so the question was, is Cackle just a ghost who chose to portray himself as a skeleton for extra spoopy points? Or was he a skeleton that was destroyed and then had his spirit leave his body, still retaining the image of a skeleton. And we wouldn't have clarification on this. For several years. Decades in fact. It would get answered
1: though. That's true. Also I did want to point out. Because I don't want you to get comments. In the YouTube or emails. Of people ah. Trying to correct you. But the first DKO skeleton. Technically is not cackle. Uh, because of how. Uh, most of the characters. In Donkey Kong Country 1. Have. Skeletons. Uh, even the zingers have exoskeletons. Uh, I think the only creature in DKC1 that doesn't have a skeleton is a boss dumdrum. Um, but we don't know that. We don't know what's inside of there. But anyway, I get what you mean. We sh- I- we're not going to clarify the whole episode when we mean uh skeleton versus a meatless skeleton, fleshless right. skelly. Uh, so from this point on, I'm not going to correct you every time, but. Now now you won't have to get those angry uh, emails of people trying to, well, actually. Uh,
0: it, it, it's appreciated, Jeff. I'm glad you have my back on this. I should point out, though, before you get the angry comments directed oh, your way, I don't believe Squidge from Donkey Kong Country would have a skeleton whoa, of any whoa, sort. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. We're counting water levels? <laughs> water levels counted. Okay. All right. All right. I get the rules now. I didn't lay down the <laughs> ground rules, but uh, cackle, cackle. Cackle. is uh the first fleshless skeleton that we see, and uh it way, way to hit the ground running with the skeleton that 's maybe the best skeleton of them all, and it was the first
0: yeah it, it i kind i think it kind of set the tone for skeletons in the d k u in Donkey Kong at least compared to say something like Super Mario because super Mario they have those goofy little skeletons, little dry bones. And then Donkey Kong says, all right, but what if we made him scary? And it was like, whoa, skeletons can be scary. They don't have to be cute. Game changer.
1: It's essentially just a completely real looking skeleton. Other than the face has been made into a Kremlin skull instead of a human skull. Right. Uh, But like, other than that, there's no cartoonified element of Cackle. Cackle's just a scary skeleton.
0: A scary skeleton who pursues you throughout the level Haunted Hall. So, yeah, de- definitely, definitely kind of set the bar high. Set the bones high, even, as far as DKU skellies. And along the way, we would have skeletons introduced as minor, very minor antagonists in games such as Banjo-Kazooie and Donkey Kong 64. There would be a more prominent, dalliance uh, with the skeleton kind in Banjo-Tooie and Grunty's Revenge. And then, of course, a full-on skeleton explosion in Grabbed by the Ghoulies, which was the first time we really saw skeletons exhibit the kind of personalities that they would most often have in the DKU going forward, both as mischievous antagonist and the occasional good-hearted ally, even though it would in this case be good rib-caged ally, I guess, since, you know, they have a lack of organs.
1: Heard uh yeah, I I heard that the skull skelet, the skeletons had some of their ribs removed so that they can um whatever the <laughs> rumor is.
0: You know, it's funny, Jeff, how long we've known each other that I know exactly what joke you're making. <laughs> And you don't even have to finish it, and I just laugh, and then we just move on, and we don't explain to the audience why that was funny?
1: Because it wasn't, Um, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, So outside of the DKU Rare, also, they made other games, and one of them was Killer Instinct. There's a skeleton in that one. There's... There is a skeleton in that one.
0: It's important to bring up Killer Instinct here because when I say Grab by the Ghoulies was the first, I lie. Because Killer Instinct really was, I think, the first game to establish the template of the rare skeleton. And of course, Spinal, who was in, in and of himself influenced by... The Ray Harryhausen movies of old. Just just a an old-timey stop-motion skeleton. And, of course, Spino was mischievous. Spino was demented. Spino was good fun. And Spino wouldn't become an explicit DKU character by our very complicated rule set until the 2013 soft reboot of Killer Instinct was made DK- DKU by way of the appearance of the Lord of Games on Rash's backpack when Rash the Battletoad became a Killer Instinct character. Anyway, it's important to mention, though, that Spinal was there because there was that parallel evolution of skeleton kind. I see a lot of Spinal in the Grab by the Ghoulies skeletons, even though they were technically the first to really influence the construct that is the DKU.
1: It's also interesting, especially in that 2013 reboot of Killer Instinct, that they uh, decided to take the character of Spinal uh, very specifically in a piracy direction, a piratical mm-hmm. uh, character change compared to his, like, kind of gladiator, ancient warrior motif he had had previously. It's interesting that they did that, especially considering that Cackle, the first skeleton in the DKU, was also a pirate, uh, because, the, you know, really all of The skeletons of the DKU, it all eventually leads back to or leads up to uh, the release of Sea of Thieves, the skeleton mecca of the DKU.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Every skeleton has to make a pilgrimage to the Sea of Thieves (laughs) at some point in their life, uh, in their afterlife. Uh, Sea of Thieves, yes, introduced what we call, well, the game calls them this, uh, Skellies. Uh, Skellies isn't the official terminology for it. It's what human pirates ...call the skeletons... ...and skele- skele- skellies call humans fleshies. So it goes both ways. But skellies are the primary enemy class of the game. There are other enemies. Of course, there are phantoms. There are ocean crawlers, sirens. But skellies are really sort of the... Kremlin of Sea of Thieves... ...in that they are first and foremost... ...what comes to mind when you think of antagonists in the game... And it really went a long way towards giving the concept of animated skeletons legs, bony little legs, and really ingrained it as part of our fandom. And... Not only did it do that for our fandom, but it also provided a bedrock lore reason as to why skeletons can be animated. Why they can start getting up and running around and doing little dances and why they can play pool and all the things that they do. Beach party. Yes, yeah, skeleton beach party. And that that all basically boils down, boils the flesh right off and makes delicious jello. It, it comes down to the reason why they exist in Sea of Thieves. So becoming a skelly in Sea of Thieves, and this is where your flesh falls off, and if you're of a weaker will or mind, then your cognitive functions become somewhat impaired Uh, You retain some semblance of life in this otherwise immortal shell, but depending on how strong you are really sets you apart. So some skeletons become skeleton Lords where they're basically just still their human self, but a lot more um, uninhibited. And then you've got sort of the mooks, the, the grunts, the henchmen skellies who are very much more simple minded and, a little confused at times, but this is all a result of an ancient curse falling upon your body. Now, ancient curses were devised by the ancients in sea of thieves, the race civilization of people that were there centuries before the game came out. I think it's implied that they're indigenous to central and South America, and they found their way into the sea of thieves through the, the uh, devil's shroud and they made a home there and dealt in all sorts of magics that are arcane and unknowable to even the humans who live in the Sea of Thieves during the pirate times it takes place in. But they, they put an ancient curse. um, I guess it was just a curse to them. It wasn't ancient, but it's placed upon treasure or some other valuable relic And if it falls upon the person who is trying to pilfer it, it can have numerous effects on their body, depending on what the curse actually is. But the end result is not implicitly designed to cause them to become a skelly. So, for for example, there's the gold curse that fell upon the gold hoarder and other skellies in Sea of Thieves. And that's where their body becomes coated gradually in precious metal uh you know they they seek gold they become gold the ashen curse fills you with literal hot fiery rage and it just burst out of you in this in this inferno this conflagration of uh, burning hatred and the way i see it is this has an effect on the body not unlike the movie death becomes her you've
1: you've seen that right jeff I uh, I haven't, or oh. or even heard of it. Oh, um, it's, it's is it the-, the one? Is it the one with Joaquin Phoenix and he like is in love with a computer? No, that's that's her. Uh, oh, it's just one of those three words. So yes. Yeah basically the same i mean don't don't get me
0: wrong you were one third of the way there but Ugh. uh no this is the uh the meryl streep goldie Hawn movie with uh bruce willis where they they drink an immortality potion but whoa you never heard
1: of this i've never heard of this movie okay what it's it's like 90s 80s 90s? early 90s 90s okay yeah well i was born in 2013 so, <laughs> uh, yeah that's ancient history for me. That's an ancient curse you're talking
0: about. <laughs> well, anyway, Jeff, the, the premise of the movie is these are these are vain people who want to remain beautiful forever. So they drink an immortality potion, but it doesn't keep them healthy. Like, basically, it gives them eternal life, but they still have to take care of their bodies. And inevitably... Uh, they they start murdering each other and they become walking corpses and eventually disintegrate into nothing that's sort of similar to the way these ancient curses work
1: is it's it, uh is it being John Malkovich <laughs> you're going further astray now Jeff and so it's it's death becomes here is not being John Malkovich.
0: It's okay. not. No, I don't know if they share the same cinematic universe or not. I haven't looked that closely. I haven't fallen to that wiki hole well, yet.
1: Being John Malkovich takes place in our universe because in it, John Malkovich is a character.
0: You're right? blowing my mind.
1: <laughs> so this is not relevant. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: no, this is just we, high on Jeff. We don't talk have to explore this.
1: Uh, we don't have to explore this little tangent, but, but, off, off air. We will you and I. We will discuss this.
0: I would be, I would be happy to discuss them. It's a great movie. It's all right. I mean, I when I say it's great, it's not one of my favorites. It's a movie it's I like, respect.
1: I think it's okay. I mean, I would give it like a ten out of ten. <laughs> You're a terrible critic.
0: <laughs> you send so many mixed messages.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, so so the the people in the movie they they have immortality, but they their body is still fragile. Yeah. Way. Uh, yeah. They're,
0: they're, they're still mortal in a sense and where, no, they can never die, but that doesn't protect their body from harm. And what we've seen in sea of thieves through the various books and the backstory in the game is that these ancient curses, um, they'll, they'll like prop you up and maybe even make you immortal, but you, They will usually make you singularly focused on something, whether that be treasure, gold, or your own anger. And then you forget to take care of yourself. You stop eating food, you stop staying hydrated, and eventually you become gaunt and sickly, and your flesh just starts peeling away.
1: It's like like recreationally doing Adderall while you're in the School of Engineering and... Uh, you and all the other rest of the student body are addicted to Adderall, so you can work on your projects, but then you forget to eat. Like that?
0: Yeah. You seem to be uh, be speaking from experience, it, Jeff. No, 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 no. That's just like a
1: common trope. Oh, okay.
0: I was like, I thought you were a philosophy major.
1: I I was after I I I went through more than one major, but that doesn't matter. It's all fine. Uh, yeah. In the Sea of Thieves, I I don't know if I agree a hundred percent with this interpretation because I do believe. Some of the curses just explicitly are like, you're going to become a skeleton. It's not because you stopped eating. It's like, I feel like if you did stop eating, but you didn't die, your flesh wouldn't just melt off your body in a matter of weeks. I think that some of these curses are like, no, your flesh is melting off your body because that's what the curse does.
0: Well, there are vanilla skellies, as we call them, uh, vanilla fellas, whatever. Uh, they're seen throughout the game, and they don't seem to have any other curse befall them. There's no gold, ashen plant accoutrements to them. So, if if these curses were designed to simply turn them into skellies, or or there was some other unseen curse that doesn't have a visible effect on them. Like the curse of constant ejaculate is the example I put in my notes here. Um, yeah, you, know, no,
1: you did. I, I can see it right there yeah. in the
0: notes. Yeah, if you if you just come a lot, if it, if it causes you to just always come, and uh, and then you just wither away into nothing. Because you're not hydrated anymore. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. That hasn't really been established and it's open to interpretation. And it's, as, as we can see, even we don't necessarily agree on this, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's safe to say, I don't, I don't see the upshot to the ancients just creating a spooky race of spirit Halloween animatronics, right? It's a,
1: it's a punishment. It's a, it's a punishment. It, it's it's
0: a, and it might be an unforeseen side effect. Like I don't, I don't, I can't see the ancients who are usually portrayed as benign and and wise. I don't think it would be in their interest to create this impervious race of skeleton warriors.
1: Maybe it's an accident because in, you say they're wise, but they also did create the race of sirens that they're at war with. Okay, uh, you know so. Uh, accidents happen When you when you mess with magic When you mess with the bull you get the horns That's what my dad used to say When we would fist fight but, uh, <laughs> It's fine
0: uh, I'm laughing at your childhood abuse That you just implied
1: <laughs> Who said I was a child You know we can fight as adults. Well, you're nine years old.
0: You just said you're nine years old. so it's,
1: Yeah, but it's... Nine, nine in your culture might not be the same nine in my culture. Like I've been working since I was six. Oh, my God. Um, it's fine. I work in the bone mines. We, we mine for bones to assemble skeletons for the coming bone wars.
0: <laughs> Cameron's in the chat. Cameron, do you want to help me out here with Jeff? He's hey, getting- what? He's feeding me sob stories about his life.
1: I don't know. I'm just trying to paint a a mythology behind this episode (laughs) about the the coming bone wars,
0: coming bone wars. But now I'm I'm more concerned about your domestic life. Now, Jeff,
1: I never fist fight with my dad. It was a little silly joke. Not funny though, because uh, fist fighting dads are um, no laughing matter. So if you need help, Google it to find uh, resources.
0: You know, speaking of dads, Jeff, and, and speaking of withering away, you know, having your flesh melt off, you know, I, I'm, I'm facing my own own mortality. You know, eventually I'm going to turn 40. And I'm, what am I going to do then? How am I going to uh, present myself to the, the youth that, that subscribed to DK Vine? So I think I'm going to rebrand myself as the Donkey Kong daddy. I just want to try that out on you.
1: The tricky part is that it's like being in your 30s. Um, the word 30 rhymes with the word flirty. And that's just so satisfying. <laughs> Nothing rhymes with 40. Like if you're just like, oh, I'm 40 and I'm a shorty. Like that doesn't work. No one wants to hear that. I, I could, So it, there's no way to brand the 40s. It's just brandless. It's yeah. a bad decade.
0: Yeah, you, you you could like mispronounce dirty. Like, Oh, I'm in my doity 40s.
1: No, I hate that. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, somehow that's worse than Donkey Kong Daddy. I'm going to get business
0: um, cards with me shirtless that says the Donkey Kong Daddy. And we're going to see how far it gets me in life.
1: Kyle, I have a big streak of gray hairs in my hair. Uh-huh. And I look like I'm in a horror movie and I saw a ghost. And then like <laughs> one perfect like highlight streak of gray appeared in my hair. I feel like that sometimes I look in the mirror. I don't know what, you know, I don't know the guy I'm looking back at me. I, I don't remember where all this time went.
0: I like to imagine you're the constructed bride for a Frankenstein monster.
1: Oh, well, that's actually kind of fun. Maybe I'll do that for my costume this year. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. I,
1: it's a little bit, a little bit late
0: in the season to try and be thinking of your costume, given that it's two thirty in the afternoon on Halloween day.
1: Yeah. But if I fly to a, a different time zone where it's earlier, I could still celebrate Halloween. <laughs> just I'll go to Hawaii. Yeah,
0: you're gonna hop on the the charter jet.
1: <laughs> I, I'm like Taylor Swift. I take my little private jet everywhere, just like down the driveway to get the mail or whatever. Um, <laughs> right, so anyway, uh, yeah. The thing about a skeleton, Hyle, Sometimes uh, a skeleton can also be a ghost. Well, as we Did just talked, about,
0: yeah, as we just talked about with cackle. Skelly ghost also exists because th- this was an open question about Cackle and of course the minecart ghost in Donkey Kong 64 as well, who sort of looks like Cackle, but isn't Cackle. And it was established in Sea of Thieves that when a Skelly passes on from this world into the next, when their body is destroyed or their skull is, is, is ground enough that they're, uh, they, they blip out of there, their soul seems to retain their identity as a skeleton. So we've seen this in, of course, big examples in the game like Captain Flameheart or Grey Marrow, but we've also had just minor encounters like Captain Bones, when we encountered Captain Bones in the uh Pirate's Life Tall Tales. We uh he 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 was in the uh Sea of the Damned, the uh afterlife oh, realm.
1: I, this one I disagree with also. Uh My reading of what happens in the Pirate's Life Tall Tale is that the crew um, that is operating under the the Cursed Captain, uh, although that's not his real name, that that wasn't his name that they knew him as, I I don't think we know his real name, but the Cursed Captain's crew sailed through a portal and arrived in the Sea of the Damned Corporeal. In the same way that our pirates do when we travel to the Sea of the Damned on that tall tale, we are not dead ghosts. We are corporeal uh, living people that went through a portal and got there. Now, they crash land on an island and then the island starts to uh, shift to represent their memories, which creates the lighthouse and all this stuff on the little area of the sailor's grave town that they inhabit. Uh, but some of the crew came into contact with cursed treasure, which is why the cursed captain turns into a skeleton. And uh, the rest of the crew that didn't get cursed, there's also, what's the what's that funny guy? Remember we dig up a funny guy? Yeah, I remember um, the funny guy. I don't remember his name, though. Anyway, he also got cursed with the cursed treasure. The, the rest of the crew didn't get turned into skeletons, and then they were corporeal and not ghosts, but they all died while in the Sea of the Damned and became ghosts. They mostly killed each other with poison and whatnot. Um, But the skeletons that are there, in my opinion, they're not ghost skeletons. They're just skeleton skeletons that arrived in the land of ghosts through a portal. Just like while when we visit there, uh, we are not ghosts. We are living fleshies that happen to go through a portal and go in the land of the ghosts. So I think that Captain Bones... In that tall tale that you just brought up, I think he's just a regular non-ghost skeleton. All right, well then, forget Starting about up. Captain
0: Bones, but Captain okay. Flameheart and Gray Marrow are two big examples, as well as just the 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 skelly uh, ghost skulls we collect from ship battles and whatnot. Um, ghost ship battles. Uh, Chris,
1: Chris in the chat pointed out the the funny guy was named Poor Dougie.
0: Poor Dougie. It's my poor dad's Dougie. name.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: Poor it's Dougie. My
1: Doug is my. Uh, Uncle's name. It's also my middle name.
0: Jeff Douglas Onan?
1: Jeffrey Douglas, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I heard a lot of people are dressing as Jeffrey Douglas this Halloween.
1: Yeah, he, he he eats people or whatever. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, all right. but Not an appropriate costume. No. Uh, yeah, so, so a, a skeleton can become a ghost of a skeleton in yes. the DKU, in, yes. in Sea of Thieves lore. And of course, we then see that happen to Cackle, as we've discussed already.
0: And also, other other entities in the DKU, like Captain Skeleton and Grunty's Revenge. You remember
1: that classic character? Is that so? Was that a Matt Corna name? Or what is that do you a real name? What do you think? I think it was a Matt Corna name. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're very astute, Jeff. Well, I I, could, it, I don't know. It's not like rares names are any less ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> And I and I don't have Grunty's Revenge memorized. Um, All right. So yes, uh, when sometimes a ghost shows up, but that ghost is a skeleton. uh, That is a skeleton ghost, otherwise known as a ghost skeleton.
0: Right, and it it is the ghost of a skelly who was a human or some other creature who was fallen under the curse in their life, and they withered away into a skelly, and then they perished, and their ghost retained the identity. Of a skeleton.
1: Sometimes when a skeleton dies and becomes a ghost and he gets trapped in the, uh, in the, in the afterlife, and then he could come through as a gigantic fucking skull in the sky that flies. And that's crazy that that can happen. Yeah, but it it can,
0: it can, we've seen it. So let's start talking about some individual skeletons Top In, five. Here we go. Not top five. No, we're not rank. We're not doing any goddamn ranking on this episode, <laughs> Jeff. I'm done yeah. with ranking. It's just, Oh, what's better than this? I don't care. Can I just like them all without thinking too hard about it?
1: Well, they're all tied for top one.
0: I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So, We've already mentioned Spinal, but what was interesting is when Spinal became explicitly DKU via the 2013 soft reboot of Killer Instinct by way of the 2016 inclusion of Rash the Battletoad and his log backpack, um, we got all this additional backstory that, as you mentioned, tied him into piracy and really helped set up Sea of Thieves in an interesting way. Because, of course, this predates Sea of Thieves, but so much of it ties in to what would be laid down by Rare in the Sea of Thieves mythology. So in the soft reboot of Killer Instinct, Spinal was originally a bandit in Neo-Babylonian times. And he was hired by who would, the person who would become the new Killer Instinct fighter, Khan Ra. To um like lead a mutiny and assassinate the Babylonian king, who, if we look at the dates provided in the backstory, is more than likely uh Neraglysar an, an historical Neo-Babylonian king. Anyway, um each bandit was captured by the king and had a curse placed on them, and in Spinal's case, he was put under the thrall of something called the Mask of the Ancients. So it, it 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 just dovetails so well. Jeff, I provided uh, a transcription here of some applicable paragraphs from Spinal's extended backstory in Killer Instinct. Would you like to read this?
1: I would love to. Um, teach me how to read? No, I can. I can oh, you're
0: nine. Things. Well, even a uh, nine-year-old should know how to read.
1: Just sound out the harder words. All right, so, uh, okay, Spinal. This accursed veil turned Spinal into an unthinking arm of the king's will, bound to protect and serve the potentate. What a fun little word, potentate. (laughs) Uh, With no ability to question even the most suicidal of orders. The mask did not prevent rebellious thoughts or free will, but it overrode any attempt to disobey the king's commands. Trapped inside his own head, Spinal went mad as his body carried out more and more brash and dangerous tasks at the behest of the king. He felt every cut, break, and wound his body endured, but he could not act against the all-powerful will of the mask. He had become a mere automaton wielding dark magics. After a time, the king grew bored with this torment and ordered Spinal to burn himself alive as a final rite of purification in penance for his crimes. While his flesh melted away, spinal skeleton remained, and even when the mask was removed from his seared and smoking skull, there yet persisted a will and a force that moved the bones, however feeble it might be. Fearing that this punishment would backfire on him, the king ordered the wretches remains sealed in a lead coffer and the mask thrown into the sea. Over centuries of isolation and imprisonment in that confined space... Spinal slowly regained control of his body, able to once again exert a will on his bones and form them back into a human skeleton held together by ghostly sinews.
0: Yeah. So that's the
1: explanation. How You talk about how these skeletons can get up and dance, and it's, it's ghostly sinews.
0: I love that because that's exactly what you said is the only acceptable explanation for goofy dancing skeletons is, is is magic but ghostly sinews is sinews is the precise terminology we should be using
1: it's it's not it's like if a if a ligament uh died but that ligament had unfinished business <laughs> uh it's gonna come back as a ghost ligament and uh-huh. that will help help the skeleton hold it hold it up, hold it all together.
0: Can I also point out that I just love the, the the sentence uh spinal slowly gained control of his body, able to once again exert a will on his bones? Because that's just me struggling in bed on Monday morning.
1: <laughs> Getting old. Mondays, am I right? Mondays. Garfield hates him. So that's uh, the Donkey Kong yeah. Daddy. I think Spinal's an interesting connection because of the how I think that previously Killer Instinct, maybe at least fans of DK Vine that are not fans of fighting games like Killer Instinct, it always felt like Killer Instinct is this other thing that kind of wasn't tied to the rest of the games that we liked. Obviously, it has references to Saber Man with the Saber Wolf character, but that's like a different continuity of, of Saber Wolf characters, not even. Not even tied together, really. So it always felt like Killer Instinct is its own thing. But with the 2013 reboot and Spinal, and then after that with the release of Sea of Thieves, this feels like a really tight uh, connection in terms of we have a skeleton that is a pirate that uh, involves the Mask of the Ancients, which is a type of artifact that... Right now in Sea of Thieves, they just had a story involving the Veil of the Ancients which is the name they give to a mask, right? So we know the ancients used these masks uh, with magical properties. So this is just another one of them.
0: Like, like I said, um, yeah. I mean, th- this is a little bit more closely knit because Killer Instinct was a Rare property, and while Killer Instinct 2013 wasn't developed by Rare, it still got that Xbox Studios pedigree and Ken Lob overseeing things, and I'm sure Rare was could could have been influenced by things from that in turn in sea of thieves and they have been embracing spinal a little bit more in sea of Thieves. we just got a spinal costume in the game and um, right
1: which acknowledges through the uh flavor text that the character of spinal does exist in the lore of sea of thieves and that this is you being able to dress up in a costume of that character so it's not just like a happy little coincidence like Sea of Thieves actively acknowledges that in their backstory, in their canon, Spinal is a character out there that Mm -hmm. exists in that world. They're in one universe.
0: Yeah, so it's just really interesting how Spinal has provided the ghostly sinews needed to make so much of this consistent and make sense across the different games in the DKU. Now, I want to talk about Gruntilda, Jeff, because while most people think of Gruntilda as another classic Halloween archetype, the wicked green robot. witch. What? A robot. Well, she could be a robot, too, but nobody really thinks about the robot Gruntilda.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, totally misread the, where that sentence was going.
0: Yeah. You but mean spooky witch. Spooky witch. Yeah. spook Spooky witch. Um She spent most of her existence as a character as a skeleton because after Banjo-Kazooie, when she resurfaced in uh, Banjo-Tooie, she had withered away into an animated skeleton. And we know she uses magic to sustain herself under that boulder. And it's not explicitly like an ancient curse, but it has very similar effects to the same skelification progress um or process. Scalificanation process. Is that a word? Did I just did I just make up that word?
1: That's a real word. It's um it's one of one of the real words.
0: Okay. You know any word can be real if you use it enough.
1: Dr Seuss says <laughs> the same thing. And he's a doctor. Um, <laughs> he's a doctor. Yeah he has a medical degree from Science University. Uh, yeah it, it, this is another example from the 90s movie you love uh, Eyes Wide Shut or whatever <laughs> and it, it's basically yeah Gruntilda through her use of magic has achieved immortality in a way uh, but that immortality doesn't protect her from decomposing from from damage to her fleshly form to her Her uh, her physical mortal form. And so while she sits under a rock doing uh, nothing, her body melts off and she becomes a skeleton held together by Ghostly Sinus. Ghostly Sinus,
0: right. Until she's just a skull at at the end of Banjo-Tooie and then she just hops around.
1: Because at that point, the Ghostly Sinus had achieved their uh, unfinished business and were able to pass on (laughs) and leave the limbo.
0: Right, I like to imagine her ghostly <laughs> sinews were then reincarnated as new sinews in, in yeah. other people's bodies.
1: They're just like a rabbit or whatever. <laughs> uh, however it works. Yeah, it, it's always so interesting to me, really every corner, every, Jesus Christ, every corner of the DKU, there is like a significant little skeleton. Because like, when I think of the game, when I think of the franchise of Banjo-Kazooie, I do not think of skeletons. But then, when I force myself to think about it, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Skeleton Gruntilda is, like, a huge example. Like, that's a main character being a skeleton. Um, So, yeah. You know, you can't escape skeletons in this DKU world we have. There's always going to be these skeletons. Gruntilda was one of them.
0: It's also fascinating. We just talked about... Well, it's fascinating to me. I realize it's probably not fascinating to the vast majority of the human population, but... We talked about Skeleton Ghost, and we talked about Gruntilda. Banjo-Kazooie Grunty's Revenge, I know you just said you weren't that... You're, you're not that well-versed you're in Grunty's Revenge, but the opening of Grunty's Revenge shows Klungo bringing the Mecha Grunt, Grunty shell to the boulder, and it shows Grunty spitting out her ghost, her like, leaving behind her rotting body and entering the robot body and her own ghost is that of a skeleton so sh- she becomes a skeleton and her th- spirit then reflects that change just like the skeleton ghost we see in Sea of Thieves and Dark Country too
1: it begs the question of um the like how come one how how come it is that when um when Darth Vader dies at the end of Return of the Jedi, and then in the remakes, they have his ghost be Hayden Christensen. Yeah. When I think his ghost should be, like, basically a burnt-up skeleton.
0: Right. Yeah, Well. because yeah, it's like, oh, no, but he turned back to the good side. And it's like, yeah, but, okay, so he gets to spend eternity as his, his spirit being a hunky mid-twenties-something and meanwhile, Obi-Wan has to be an ancient Alec Guinness instead of, like, young Ewan McGregor. And- yeah,
1: like, Yoda is 950 or whatever, and don't you think he wants to spend his eternal afterlife as a, as a 20-something? But no, he doesn't get to.
0: Right, like Yoda okay. Yoda, Yoda, with a six-pack and...
1: Yeah, with, like, uh, he's got one of those uh, visors and it's tilted slightly to the side. <laughs> and uh he's got a six-pack of natty light
0: no i meant i meant a six-pack uh, abs i didn't mean no yeah
1: both he's got a six-pack on his six-pack it's just like <laughs> chugging beers and hanging out with the guys you know and throwing a frisbee <laughs> with the force right <laughs> I, 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 anyway. I, can,
0: I can imagine the kenny loggins playing underneath this <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean p- t- take your pick any kenny loggins song they all fit here um yeah. So, so. Long story short, that the Star Wars logic and the C in the DKU logic they don't line up. So don't bring Star Wars into this. Please don't. Because uh, you're going to get confused. It's Please not don't. How it works.
0: We're, what we're trying to do is provide a baseline consistency among the DKU, but Star Wars is not DKU. Yet.
1: Not not yet.
0: Not yet. Right.
1: That's right. So.
0: So. <laughs> those are those are the big skeletons. Like the 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 up up to a certain point. Those are the, like the big classical skeletons Those in are the DKU. the
1: nine-foot-tall Home Depot <laughs> skeletons.
0: Yeah, they're apparently getting big stolen place. from everybody's yards for some reason. That's true? Yeah, you didn't hear about that?
1: I, I, I haven't been listening, really. Appar-
0: apparently, there's a crime wave across the United States of people stealing the nine-foot Home <laughs> Depot skeletons. And my question is, all right, great, you stole a nine-foot Home Depot skeleton. Then what?
1: So, listen, I don't I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. I don't want to be that guy. But, like, is nobody going to bring up the potentiality that these skeletons got up and left on their own?
0: Yeah, I, I really think Am we need, need to be on won. alert tonight when the, the, the Bone Wars break out.
1: Bone <laughs> Wars are waiting, all right? It's a false flag. This is a false flag. And when they break out, you know... You better be ready because your own skeleton might turn against you inside your little fleshy hole.
0: All these prepper weirdos who, like, fantasize about a zombie apocalypse for real, they they never saw the Bone Wars coming.
1: That's true. I was the, I was the only one trying to warn people. I'll be like, um, I'll be the Al Gore of my generation.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, sh- you should finance a documentary, Jeff, about the Bone Wars.
1: Man, imagine being able to finance anything. I can't. Even, <laughs> I, I, can. I can't I, even finance a trip to the movie theaters. No, Black Adam.
0: I, I'm I'm the Donkey Kong daddy, and uh, I'm I'm sexy, but that doesn't pay the bills.
1: I'm gonna start a GoFundMe um, documentary about the Bone Wars. So, so, but Hyle, our yeah. list of the top five skeletons, we're not done yet. Um,
0: it's not it's not the top five. Stop lying to people.
1: I don't lie. I fib. I'm a fibber. Like a fibula, that's a type of bone.
0: Well, you know, I I don't like your fibulas, Mr. Fibs. Why don't we talk about the classic grab by the ghoulies character, Mr. Ribs?
1: All right, you're getting into the Dr. Seuss spirit. I like it. <laughs> let's, let's go.
0: So the grabbed by the ghoulies skeletons and by extension... The limbos from Banjo Kazooie. Do you remember the limbos from Banjo Kazooie in Mad Monster oh, Mansion? Boy, do I! I don't. I always forget about them because they they kind of suck.
1: I like their sound. They have a they have a sound to them that like their voice or whatever that I like. I like that sound.
0: They've got a very classical sound, yes, but they're not very fun. They're not silly like the grab by the Ghoulie skeletons. So
1: I'll tell you this. I don't like what I don't like about them is the same I don't like about those uh, little idiots in Mario, the little skeletons. uh, Is that I don't like mechanically the idea of you smash an enemy and it's a skeleton, and then like 10 seconds later it comes back to life. Yeah. Uh, It's not like it, it makes thematic sense. It's an interesting thematic tie, but it's not fun from a gameplay perspective for me to constantly be dealing with the skeleton enemy that. I can't defeat. I think if it was real life, it would be easy to defeat one skeleton. You just have to smash it.
0: It would, because that should really break the ghostly sinews permanently.
1: I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So limbo's don't even come at me with those limbo's, but I do like the ghoulie skeletons because they play pool.
0: Yeah. The the ghoulie skeletons. And I'm going to include Mr. Ribs in in this because he is of the same stuff as the regular ghoulies. They all were created in Dr. Crackpot's lab. Dr. Crackpot. If you're not familiar, if you're not well-versed with Grab by the Ghoulies, Dr. Crackpot is the mad scientist responsible for the bulk of the ghoulies in Ghoulhaven Hall, hired by Professor, or Professor, hired by Baron von Ghoul to help sort of bridge the divide between life and death after uh, the Baron's wife, Gwyneth Von Ghoul, perished. And the, the ghoulie skeletons, they are a product of science. But you said you don't like Jeff. And that's all well and good. But I think it's possible that Dr. Crackpot brought them back incorporating knowledge of those various ancient curses from the sea of thieves because you have a similar theory about the zombie pirates in grab by the ghoulies, because uh there there's something in like really deep sea of thieves lore that's referred to as the blighted fever it's mentioned in the blighted ship cosmetics for sea of thieves and, and it talks about there is this zombie plague what we would know as a zombie plague in this valley on an island deep within a devil's shroud that a crew stumble upon. And of course this was all done uh, to promote, uh, one of them zombie games. I forget which one
1: state of decay, state of decay. Um, Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I think that the fact that sea of thieves lore, uh, actively acknowledges, uh, the existence of zombies on some remote Island, uh, that that game uh Sea of Thieves the game it takes place during pirate times uh for anyone who doesn't know and then in Ghoulies they have zombies but uh they have zombie pirates and i think that that connection is too coincidental to ignore so in my opinion or my theory i guess a totally in theory uh but the theory is that Dr. Crackpot discovered the zombie pirates or or the zo- the the pirate virus from zombie times um in the sea of thieves or in the in the devil's shroud and that's where the zombie pirates come from but then uh-huh. by basically just taking that virus and experimenting on it himself he also creates the modern non-zombie or non-pirate zombies i mean it makes uh, sense keep-
0: it, it makes sense to me that dr crackpot could take these Magics, or what's magic to us, or magic to uh, primitive civilizations, and augment it with his own science and figure out what makes it crack as, as, as it was. And I, I so, don't,
1: I, I agree. I think I don't, I said before that I don't think you can bring a, a skeleton to life by science, it would have to be by magic. But I also love the kind of theme or, or trope or genre of. A man of science experimenting in the occult, experimenting in the magics and and co-opting magic into the world of science. It's it's in a lot of, I think, Lovecraftian stories that you have men of science, but they're discovering entirely supernatural or unexplainable uh, sources of magics and involving those in their experiments. And I think that that is a great little explanation. Yes, he's a scientist, but there is magic in this world and why would a scientist not use the magic or not experiment on magic if magic exists?
0: Yeah, because it's not like the ghoulies and grabbed by the ghoulies are just frauds. It's not like they're all just facsimiles of real like supernatural beings. We see ghosts in the game, like actual ghosts, including the Baron's wife, uh who who we would we don't know in the game is is his wife, but that's lore that came out later. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why you can't have a mixture of it. He's using science to augment the real supernatural effects of all of this nonsense and bringing back skeletons and zombies and what have you.
1: And what is magic but the science that we haven't yet made into science?
0: That's profound, Jeff. You're, you're the first person I've ever heard say that. I, it I, really makes I, me think.
1: I majored in philosophy after flunking out of the engineering school. Um. <laughs>
0: but uh, that brings me back to the Limbos from banjo Gazuri. Oh, yeah. So with Limbos, we know Klungo is responsible for most of Gruntilda's uh, monster army. Uh, Grunty's Revenge established where he concocted them in Bad Magic Bayou. So our Limbos just created using a similar methodology that Dr. Crackpot used. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit different, accounting for how they operate differently than the ghoulie skeletons. But could, could it be the same thing that Klungo knew of these ancient curses and utilize them to create limbos? And then are limbos just the skeletons of a pre-existing creature in the Banjo-Kazooie games like gruntlings?
1: Oh, I think entirely maybe. Cool. Cool. We'll table
0: that. We'll come back to it in a few years
1: yeah let it simmer yeah, yeah let it let it let it soak <laughs> into the into the public consciousness see what the what the, what the folks have to say but uh so that, it, we haven't we, you say that maybe limbo's are gruntlings it, that's an interesting thought because so far i think every skeleton we've talked about uh well most of the ones we've talked about were human beings yeah that turn into skeletons uh, but obviously, if the limbos are gruntlings and it's a gruntling skeleton, and then you did—we actually started the episode talking about uh, cackle.
0: Yeah, and, and we've seen in Sea of Thieves that these skeleton curses can befall any mm. organic creature. Right. We've seen we've seen skeleton monkeys and parrots and dogs and cats. We actually, and-
1: we actually see a human man turned into a skeleton parrot.
0: Yeah, <laughs> happened. Through a very convoluted series of events, yes. So, of course, the first skeleton we saw in the DKU was a Kremlin, which are humanoid crocodiles, uh, lizard people. And I would say the origins point for the Kremlin skeletons more than likely are just the ancient curses. Because, of course, Kremlin's delve in piracy sea of thieves alludes to knowledge of kremlin sailing the seas even if it does can't outright you know say kremlins because you know nintendo but it it does definitely toys with the idea that kremlins are active sailing the seas during the times of sea of thieves and i think that you could just as easily say that, like, yeah, Cackles fell victim to the same ancient curses. That's how they become skeletons. Donkey Kong 64 introduces a new class of Kremlin skeleton, which aren't ghosts. They're just skeletons. They don't have a name uh, because, once again, uh, the Donkey Kong 64 team barely named any characters in the game. So... I, I think Super Mario Wiki just calls them skeletons because that's what a prima guide called them in nineteen ninety nine. We call them crossbones on DK Vine, which I think is a much better name. Um, I don't get it. Oh, okay. Well, you know how on the uh, the, the Jolly Roger, the the skull and crossbones. Yeah, oh, you know those you know those Oh the,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it now. Yeah, we take it's the, like it has a K instead of a C Of a course. K? Yeah. Oh well okay, I get it then.
0: I think other people prefer the name Crypt with a K, which is also a good name. That's
1: really good. Wow. They're all so good. They're Um, all so
0: good except Skeleton.
1: I would be fine with Skeleton uh, only because Donkey Kong Country 3 established that not all Kremlings have to start with a K in their name as long as they have a K in their name.
0: (laughs) What if we just make the K in Skeleton really bold?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a different font. It's, uh, it's like hi- italicized. Um, no, yeah, so definitely, I think that the fact, especially that Cackle is a pirate, as, as many of the Kremlings are in Donkey Kong Country too, because that game establishes a, the theme of the game is that the the Kremlin homeland and most of the Kremlings are actually pirates. Um, I think the fact that it's piracy It just makes it impossible to ignore the connections to Sea of Thieves and just assume by the most easiest explanation is that pirate kramlings that sailed during the time of Sea of Thieves or since have encountered this ancient curse that exists in the Sea of Thieves. And that's why there are skeletons. Okay, hold on.
0: Hold on, Jeff. I'm getting yelled at by this chat. What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So Cameron is specifying that the, uh, per the guy, the Japanese name for the uh, crossbones are indeed crypt, whereas uh, the Mario Wiki Wiki calls them, not skeletons, bones. Just bones.
1: This is a bad name. I'll agree with that. So skeleton at least had a K in it. (laughs) Bones is not a name at all. That's stupid. Um, But yeah, if the Japanese name says crypt with the "k," then that ought to be as official as it gets because there's no alternative in it. And it works. It's not like they named him something Japanese that is not translated into English. It is an English word. And we've got crypts. We've got
0: crypts crypts. in the West. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'll give him that. Uh, But on the other hand, poor form, you, you are supposed to email your angry letters, not... Catch us off guard live on the air. You're throwing him off his game. I
0: am. My gonna, game is trashed now. Thank you.
1: He's going to have a little cry on air. I'm going to have to end the episode, and I don't know how.
0: <laughs> I don't give Jeff that technology.
1: I don't, have, I don't have the power. I don't have the access. I don't have the passwords.
0: We have protocols but, for a reason here.
1: So, moving on to number four. um No! No, there's no
0: countdown, Jeff. Stop that. All right, all right. I'm going to roll up a to,
1: newspaper and swat you. I'm just trying to scare you because it's a Halloween prank. It's a treat <laughs> or a trick, and you got the trick.
0: <laughs> so, AI, hey, anyway, uh, crypt, crossbones, bones, skeleton, whatever you want to call them, they, uh, they, they probably fell under the same curse. I, I don't see any reason why not, even though if they're not explicitly pirate. Themed the Kremlin's have enough pirates in their rank that I'm sure you know they pass a treasure around or whatever. Or or K rules just really impressed by having one type of skeleton in his army and he wants to recreate that. So he's like, "You over there, you go lick that uh, glowing piece of gold. You Have
1: to lick it. That's lick how it. You get the
0: character. yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine that would really work well if you just like ingest it versus yeah, touching then- it.
1: Then your tongue will turn into a bone first. And then you have this bone tongue, and you're like, ar, ar, and you, it's clacking around your teeth. Uh, that, that would be hot,
0: actually. That would be sexy. Awful.
1: No. All, wrong, all, the,
0: uh, all the uh, innuendos you could use by having a bone
1: tongue. And it's held together by ghostly sinews. Mm-hmm. That's hot. It's they, an erotic. They,
0: they, they, would, they, would, uh, they would tickle. Uh, during cunnilingus or uh, anal rimming okay Donkey Kong Daddy so (laughs) (laughs) I I hate to bring these up Jeff because these are my least favorite skeletons in the DKU and I can't I don't, imagine
1: what you're going to say. I, I love all of, all of them. Let's. I, let's well, I don't. It. I don't
0: know how these skeletons work, given that they shouldn't be skeletons at all. I'm which, talking. Which
1: ones do you refer? The worms
0: from off of Conker's Bad Fur
1: Day. Oh, the worms. The, the worms. skeleton worms. You know.
0: You know the skeletons of worms. The the, the creature that doesn't have a skeleton.
1: Well, hmm. That actually brings up a really interesting point because you said before that uh, gelatin is when you take a bone and you smunch it up to make a gelatin. And gummy, <laughs> candy, gummy candy is made from gelatin. Um, and one of the most common, popular, f- famous types of gummy candy is the gummy worm. So what you're telling me is that what you just said, if this is true – you said that worms don't have skeletons.
0: Worms don't have skeletons, no.
1: And yet we, as fucked up human beings, have created an entire type of worm, the gummy worm, out of bones?
0: Yes. That's, that's a the weird hubris, way of putting it, but yes.
1: The hubris of man, that we think <sighs> that we take a thing that has no bones and we make one out of bones? Why are we this way, Kyle? Yeah,
0: out of all of the mad science we've discussed on this episode, this is perhaps the most twisted form yet.
1: Cover it with sour to make people's (laughs) tongues go nuts. It's it's insanity.
0: thing is, you don't even need to use gelatin to create gummy candy anymore. Like, pectin gets the job done and, in my opinion, creates a better tasting.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, Mr. Vegan, so what are we going to do with all the bones that pile up when we're not (laughs) making gelatin? Look, some of of us—we're going to fill our landfills with bones. When some of
0: us are looking for a delicious, fruity, chewy treat, we're not thinking, "Man, I want to get some bone in my mouth."
1: We're not thinking that duty to eat some of these bones so they don't pile up and just take over our cities. It's (laughs) Hundreds of bones.
0: You're always thinking in terms of the bone wars, and I'm thinking in terms of what I want to put in my own body. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I put my needs. Above the needs of the collective.
1: You got to think about the thing that's about to come out of your body. That little skeleton that you call home is going to turn on you and all of us. All right. So anyway, I don't want to bring down the mood, but the bone wars are coming. These worms in Conqueror's Bad Fur Day don't really make sense, do they?
0: They don't. The only thing I can rationalize is that they're not really worms per se. They're more like Tremors. Uh, the graboids from Tremors, you know.
1: I love, I love Tremors. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a '90s movie that I've seen.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not like uh, Death Becomes Her, starring Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, which you've definitely not seen.
1: I haven't even heard of it. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that basically we just have to assume that these aren't the worms that we see earlier in the game in skeleton form. These are a different creature that is a skeleton, p- perhaps some kind of snake. Or whatever.
0: Well, I I think I think they can both be just a special type of not worm but worm like being that does have a skeleton. It, it's it's sort of like those stupid skeletal pets you see in stores this time of no, year. Where
1: Target and they have a skeleton octopus. Yeah, like guys, what? Yeah, like octopus ch- is just a beak with some mush. That's mm-hmm. it.
0: Exactly, exactly. It, it's it's like. Uh, I, I saw a skeleton shark the other day and it, it's ju- it's just it's just a white shark with some like boniness on it. And I'm like, that's not the way a it real, works.
1: real shark skeleton is basically like a jaw and a thin little spine and like not much else to it. It's
0: mostly cartilage, right.
1: It, it's that, mostly cartilage. Yeah. So the only uh, th- yeah.
0: the only thing I can rationalize is these aren't worms, they're their own type
1: of What like, about this theory oh. that I've just thought of? Uh, it's not even the the undead form of a living creature. It is a collection of random bones from the earth that were magically assembled into this shape. Like, it, like it could be human bones that they just assembled into the shape of a snake.
0: Just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: this could be anyone's bones. Just like the it doesn't really have to be an undead creature.
0: A really spooky arts and crafts project.
1: Yes, yeah, like a Jeffrey Dahmer style, like you take apart a, a roadkill
0: uh-huh. and yeah.
1: do some whatever he does. Um, so that's it. That's every skeleton in the DKU.
0: No, it's it's Just, actually not, and that doesn't even yes, explain. King. Okay, Jeff, the the worms of Conker's Bad Fur Day were they reanimated? How were they reanimated? That's the like.
1: Ugh. I didn't no. even think of that.
0: Yeah, because you got the squirrel zombies roaming around, and they're never provided an explanation why they're just mm-hmm. zombies rising up around Batchelor's mansion. So, I my theory, and there's, this isn't supported by any in-game text or or players' guys or anything. My theory has always been that that perhaps runoff from the professor's lab, I, I don't know, created some sort of uh, spooky science down in the old graveyard and And that's why we have so much uh in the way of the undead roaming around, but I don't know it's 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 never properly explained, and I don't think it would be in the spirit of conquer to provide lore explanations for all of this nonsense.
1: yeah, I never thought about what is it that animated the skeleton worms, but you're right.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad I could be right about something on this episode because everybody's calling my ass out for not knowing what the Japanese players' guide calls skeleton lanes
1: Well, I mean, if you if you would you know do all the homework, we wouldn't have to. Anyway, um, what about skeletons in the DKU that are in the non the non rare games? You know, rare loves skeletons. We know that rare loves skeletons because every game they make has a skeleton in it. But there's other games in the DKU, not made by Rare. They have other skeletons sometimes.
0: So, yeah. Uh, What about those? So, yeah, post-Rare in the Donkey Kong series, we've had a couple of skeletons pop up, not with any great regularity, but still, they're there. Davey Bones, he's got Bones in his name, just like the Mario Wiki name for those classic Donkey Kong 64 Kremlin skeletons. Uh, Davey Bones,
1: Bones... Captain Bones is a skeleton, but not a ghost skeleton.
0: The, the, yes, uh, but all, he's also a rare skeleton. Anyway, Davy Bones, uh, not to be confused with the Sea of Thieves character Davy Jones, who, of course, is the Pirates of the Caribbean character Davy Jones. He is an eel, a skeletal eel, who, uh, who appears off the coast of Donkey Kong Island in the aqua world of DK, King of Swing. But we don't have any understanding why he has been skeletonified. We don't know. We we don't know why he's a skeleton. Why he why he exists the way he does. But he seems to have been at it for a long time. Given that he's been given a name, Davy Bones, he, he's built up yeah. enough of a reputation that people decided to try this pun on for size.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that an eel has bones, and then I thought about it and i realized yes an eel is not a worm it's like a fish so it makes sense it has a bones uh that's that's cool i never thought about an eel before um also are we sure that this is the bones of an undead creature or could this be just random bones that were collected and animated they could be human bones even
0: you're uh, you're really on this thought train okay. right now of. You never know.
1: It's an arts and crafts project or whatever. Uh, i, I I'm, created a Frankenstein's bone.
0: I'm really worried about how you spend your spare time, Jeff. Just gluing together me, remains.
1: Makes me think of the movie Bride of Reanimator, the second movie in the Reanimator franchise by Stuart Gordon starring uh, Jeffrey Combs as uh, Herbert West from the Lovecraft uh, mythos. And and basically, re, the first reanimator is very much a Frankenstein type story. What if we could bring the dead back to life and create new life? And then the second movie is like, if we can bring dead tissue back to life, well, why don't we just stick eyeballs onto fingers and like stick an arm onto a snake and see what we can make come alive with that? And and I think that the Frankenstein movies never never went that creative with it. Uh, but that's what I'm thinking about here. Just because we can bring we could glue a bunch of dead bodies together and make a real person doesn't mean it has to be shaped like a person. Why don't we make a, an eel? Why don't we glue a bunch of bones together and make an eel and then bring it to life and name it Davy, And it sings like the monkeys uh, songs or whatever.
0: I know you're only nine years old or whatever, but I feel like you've got the soul of an old carnival barker, like a PT Barnum <laughs> or something where you're just making these creatures out of bones and saying, look, look what I found.
1: P.T. Barnum did do that. Yes, he he created uh, Davy Bones. So, um, (laughs) yeah, Davy Bones is an odd one. He's weird. Uh, But I'm more interested in these dinosaurs that show up in Donkey Kong Country Returns.
0: Yeah. Uh, So 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 we've got Skelly Rex. Yeah. uh, And then when you just get Skelly Rex down to a skull, you got to call him Scully Rex.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Yep.
0: Even though it's just the same kind of same, same dinosaur that was there before. It's like
1: a pun. Central yeah. Pun.
0: And then there's a similar skeletal dinosaur called Bonehead Jed, which just seems. So, it's an
1: individual. Yeah. Probably. but Well, it, it's
0: it seems so on par with the retro's naming conventions that yes, they would have a Donkey Kong character named Bonehead Jed. They really like doing that. Like the Monocle Monica.
1: Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah bonehead yeah, jet. Uh, ch- Chumchucker Charlie. <laughs> yes, yes. But but you know what it was? It, my headcanon with that is that those aren't what the characters call themselves. It is just like some colloquial nickname that specifically Cranky Kong comes up with. And he's like, "Oh, there's a whole faction of walruses with a with a bucket of fish. I'm going to call those guys the Chucker Charlies." And that's not what their name is, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's my theory. Right? Because no,
0: nobody ever aspires to be a chum chucker Charlie.
1: It's like, not a job description.
0: No, that? like oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna apply. Oh, I'll apply for what? Uh, to be a chum chucker Charlie.
1: Probably has benefits.
0: Probably, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they have better benefits than being a Donkey Kong Daddy provides.
1: Yeah, or being a seven
0: year old. <laughs> Whoa, you're de aging yourself, Jeff. You're nine.
1: Yeah, I'm so young. I can't count.
0: <laughs> Even a little child knows how old they are because they they uh, parlay that into birthday gifts.
1: Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But my birth, ber- I I forget when my birthday is. It just happens so often.
0: Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you have a birthday every day. So anyway, yeah. The the Skellyrexes and and Jeds, they seem to be less Skellies as we know them. You know. um skeletons that had a curse or be- living organisms that a curse befall them and then were held together by ghostly sinu and they're more like fossils that i think were reanimated by the tiki tak tribe using their own magic just like propping up as extra resources when they were going around brainwashing the animals at dunkong island they dug deep they actually went into the fossil records Uh, deeply embedded in the rock of the cliffs of Donkey Kong Island. And they were like, yeah, we're going to use these native dinosaurs that have been dead for uh, millennia.
1: Yeah, I think that they are more enchanted or charmed than they are cursed organisms. Uh, it's, It's like, if I'm a witch and I see a pile of trash and I zap it with my little lightning bolt and then it turns into a little monster like that's alive temporarily to eat you like that's that's not an undead creature it's just some shit i made animate i animated it uh that's what these are they're just animated from they're they're just inanimate things that were animated they're not alive they don't matter (laughs) they're puppets (laughs) they're they're
0: they're they're just so would you would you eat it would
1: you would you eat a gummy candy made from these bones
0: i still don't like to put bone in my mouth like that's that's the thing you don't understand about me
1: so it has nothing to do with morality, it's just you think it's gross.
0: No, it has to do with morality, but I'm not going to go lick a dinosaur bone. I'm just not going to do it.
1: I, I would lick anything.
0: <laughs>
1: Even a cursed gold.
0: You won't live past nine with that mentality.
1: <laughs> you know, maybe I, my immune system will be so strong because I lick stuff. You they say that. Think that.
0: Everybody says that, but eventually that has to have limits.
1: I don't know well i'll find out i'll be the test case i i like uh i like all kinds of stuff uh speaking of licking that's something that uh, yuka can do in the game ukulele i'm so good at transitions this is great well you uh, are ukulele you're, you're is the game
0: yeah ukulele uh, U- 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 is the game and the name the name of the game and the ukulele brought us a unique skeleton character who, in some ways, is evocative of Mr. Ribs, given that she is just a friendly old skeleton there to help you. Uh, she's Clara, Clara the Explorer, who we meet in Tribal Stack Tropics and being boiled to make jello by the corplets, the, the, the tribal corplets, they're they're basically cooking her alive in some vaguely offensive throwback to old adventure stories from the 1800s and Clara is a little bit different than the other skeletons on this list given that she probably was created conceived by the ghost writers who created the grand tomes that you visit in ukulele and in this case, she was created to fit the story of tribal stack tropics. So when you ask how could Clara be a living or an unliving skeleton and reanimated skeleton, it's that the ghost who created the story using the infinity ink and, and the, 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 the magic pages, they, they did it and they brought her to life through the power of imagination.
1: Like that. That's good.
0: Yeah, so it doesn't really matter the uh, the actual mechanics behind Clara. She was willed into existence via magic, and so there. therefore she doesn't have to follow the same rules as somebody like Spinal or Mr. Ribs.
1: Even if she did, it would be easy to just imagine, yeah, she befell the same curse at some point. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I, I like to think, and it's never really clarified, ha, pun, in ukulele, but... Oh. I like to imagine she was just a regular explorer and she did have her flesh like burned off in that pot shortly before we meet her. And she's just hanging on as a skeleton. But like originally she was just a human who had this horrific event happen to her, but she's still mostly upbeat.
1: Maybe she was um, the companion for Doctor Who used to travel with uh <laughs> peter peter capaldi also yeah. before that. yeah uh, this
0: is how they should have uh, killed her in doctor who and 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 led to that, well, he'll like, up. that i, I Beth...
1: would, have, would have enjoyed that
0: yeah because that would have i mean i think the episode that immediately came after that where peter capaldi is like pounding on the wall for centuries is, is the best episode of the new doctor who like bar none it's my favorite it is, yeah um but i'm at
1: happy is that hell bent or heaven sent? Which one of the two? It's, one of the it's two. Hell-bent. I think it's
0: hell bent. I think it's hell bent. Yeah. But I love that episode. But imagine how much more profound it would be had uh, Clara been boiled alive. Yeah, yeah what, I'm always
1: imagining that kind of stuff. <laughs>
0: that's that's why I'm worried about you, Jeff, and why I <laughs> keep my distance from you and never let you know where I live.
1: Well. Hi, all. I don't know how to transition from that to the next thing, because I've never played Demon Turf.
0: Well, um, this is just for Harry Connick Jr. G- this, this is oh, okay. just for beloved DK Vine patron Harry Connick Jr., who, who messaged me this morning and said, Hi, where's the Demon Cur- Turf content? LOL. And I was like, oh, shit, it's been a while, hasn't it? So in Demon Turf, Demon Turf basically takes place in hell. Right? It, it, it's a realm that is very similar to our conceptions of the underworld, whether that's Hades, Hell, uh, some Dante shit, basically. But uh, Vlad is a character we meet in Demon Turf, and it's implied that he may actually be Vlad the Impaler, uh, who from some tellings of the story became the vampire Count Dracula, but he's a real life historical figure. And Vlad in demon turf, of course he's dead because he's in hell or, you know, I I mean, it's hard to parse out in demon turf because there are some demons who were never dead because they've, they're just demons who live in this realm. And then some people who died and came to uh, the, the, the demon turf as it was, but, Vlad seems to be dead because he is a vampire skeleton. And so this is just another example of somebody retaining the appearance of a skeleton in the afterlife. But it's doubly interesting because if he was a vampire, does this imply that vampirism is just another form, another curse that ultimately can lead one to become a form of skelly. Is there a vampiric curse that has the same effects as the gold curse or the ashen curse that ter- turns one into a skeleton and was this the ultimate fate of Vlad Tepish the Impaler?
1: It's like if you if you become the vampire curse but then you take a bath In garlic water, your flesh (laughs) will just, your flesh, it just soaks right off and you're, oh shit, now I'm a skeleton. Yeah, this is,
0: this is, this is after Dracula decided to become an Instagram influencer and he was like looking for a hook and he was like,
1: garlic challenge.
0: Yeah, yeah, he got on TikTok and ultimate, beloved Diddy Cog racing character, Titi, who runs TikTok tricked him because he hates vampires, Titi
1: that's true uh i suppose
0: (laughs) no it's interesting though obviously this is not going to be something that's followed up on by rare given that it's a platonic friends title but i like to think that maybe all of these curses can turn you into a skeleton if you don't like wean it right Yeah, yeah like if you're a vampire and you uh you don't drink enough blood will you turn into a skeleton vampire because yep. then it's just it confusing. Then you're two it, Halloween we, things in one. Like Gruntilda. Conv- well,
1: that's like Gruntilda being yeah. a witchy skeleton. Yeah, and a robot. exactly. You know, ghost. She's a witch and a skeleton and a ghost and a robot. Like, pick a fucking lane. All roads, uh, though,
0: lead to skeleton, it seems.
1: All roads lead to skeleton. Because, and, and, and I, I hate to keep bringing this up, uh, we all have a skeleton in us, even yeah. if you are a witch, a vampire, a werewolf. A blob from outer space. We all have a skeleton.
0: I don't. Do the blob? Does the blob have a skeleton? I don't think the blob has a skeleton.
1: He's the he's the exception that proves the rule. (laughs) Shut up! You're just (laughs) saying things.
0: You're using your command of language to trick me, Jeff.
1: It's. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Hale. I mean, don't I sound convincing?
0: why aren't you running for office jeff you're a natural
1: i don't know i I have a bad knee so (laughs) running is not
0: (laughs) it's just you out out of everyone who uh who works for dk vine you have such a knack of saying such bullshit with such like such earnestness such conviction
1: that that my uh my twitter history would prevent me from running for office
0: i don't think it would Um, i i think it would only age you in this day and age
1: yeah uh i just got recently banned from twitter temporarily because i said mean things to elon musk
0: yeah i've had to watch watch it this past weekend i've really had a little
1: bit of a martyr actually everyone should fawn over me um. Uh, yeah, no, back. I I tweeted
0: something mean to Elon Musk a couple of years ago. He made a Donkey Kong joke that was wrong, and I and I yelled at him. And now I'm really worried that's going to come back to bite me in the ass.
1: Yeah. Now he's now he's the Donkey Kong daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
0: At least my hair is natural. I didn't have to buy hair plugs.
1: Oh shit! Got Take him.
0: that, Elon uh, Musk. Uh. So anyway, the. Uh, and that's it for skeletons in the, uh, the core DKU, but I think people would yell at us if we didn't mention the skeletons that appear in Cameo games, and specifically Dry Bones and the whole dry ecosystem of characters in the Mario games.
1: Like Dry Bowser? Dry Bowser, uh, yeah, because Dry Bowser... Dry, 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 dry Bowser,
0: <laughs> Dry Bowser's kind of stupid because he started off as just being Bowser's skeleton, right? Like, we're going to drop Bowser into some lava. Oh no, now he's a skeleton. Surprise, prank bro. It's not over. But then eventually they divorced Dry Bowser from regular Bowser. And now they just treat Dry Bowser as a separate canonical character. Like, Bowser had a relative who became skeletonified. And and now he just exists. Like, this is why I hate variants in Mario games. Because inevitably, if they create some sort of... Aug- augmentation of a character. They're not going to be able to just leave that well enough alone and say, that's just another version of regular Mario. Like, oh, this is baby Mario. He exists in the past. Oh, Mario is using the metal cap. He becomes metal Mario. Eventually, some asshole is going to have to come along and say, I really like m- the metal version of Mario. Let's just make him a separate character. And then, and then you're like, what are you doing? What what are you... That would be like me really liking a shirt that I wear and saying, I really like that shirt that I sometimes wear. That's a separate Hile. <laughs> it, I, I, I hate I like it. I, I hate it. And that's why for as much as we make fun of and celebrate and have a good chortle over things like Luigi with the Big Sausage in Mario Kart Tour, I know eventually we're going to have Luigi with the big sausage meeting regular Luigi because they can't leave well enough alone.
1: That's true. They really can't. That's what they keep telling you.
0: Dry uh, bones are fine as, as, as just uh spooky Koopas. I don't know. Um, I don't really have. Dry bones like, is good. I dry don't really bones have is
1: good. Dry, dry Bowser's cool. I thought they went off the deep end when they made dry Bonnie rate. Um, God. I thought that was an odd tie in. Uh, <laughs> yeah it gave it did give us something to talk about but anyway it's it's it was weird
0: jeff who is this for what are we doing here
1: (laughs) everything i've ever done is to make myself laugh if if other people enjoy it that's up to them
0: (laughs) you're not going to meet them halfway they're gonna have to come to you
1: no no You can can like it or not, but uh, I got invited to be here, so... (laughs) Because
0: I I know you like a skeleton. I know you like a good skeleton. I do like
1: a skeleton. I have a skeleton, actually. Uh, It's inside my arms, and it's hard as hell. Uh, (laughs) So I thought I had a unique perspective. I could weigh in on the subject matter at hand. Um, But we didn't talk about every skeleton. No. Uh we didn't because You know you know how people uh, you know
0: how people just yelled at me in the chat when I got one minor detail wrong? Right. People would yell at me if I didn't bring this stupid character up. And it's, yes. a, it's sorry, go ahead. it's it's a character I don't talk about often, and it's a character in Nintendo's even retcon to not be what people thought he was. But uh yeah, it, it's Bink. Now you might be asking oh. yourself, who the fuck is Bink? Well it wasn't. Bink is a, a skeleton who is uh, a staff member, part of the crew of the SS Ch- Cho Count Chocula in Mario & Choc- Luigi Superstar Saga. Now, mm-hmm. Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga is a 2003 Game Boy Advance game, part of the Mario & Luigi series that people seem to really enjoy for the 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 humor and the world building and what have you
1: and Fancy characters
0: yeah Bink in the original Game Boy Advance game he appeared to be a skeletal Kong because he uh, he looked like Donkey Kong but a skeleton he even had a little bit his skull even had a little bit of the uh, the the cowlick or or pompadour or whatever Donkey Kong has in his fur. Except it was part of his uh, bone, sort of, sort of similar to that stupid bit from the Donkey Kong Country cartoon, where Donkey Kong got his uh, fur shaved, but he still had the little, little pointy cone thing as part of his head, and that was the point where I said, "Wow, well, this cartoon might be too stupid for me. I'm, I'm out." Um, but, but uh, apparently, Bink didn't think so because Bink adopted it for, uh, for, for his own skeleton, and. You know, Bink hosts a barrel mini game, and he, uh, he, he chomps down on bananas and, you know, he, he never says, my name is, uh, is, is Binky Kong. However, uh, in, in Japanese, I believe his name is Binky and it was just shortened to Bink in, uh, in most of the West. So Binky, Binky Kong sounds like something Kitty would put in his mouth, but no, uh. Bink was a skeletal gorilla, Mamie Kong. However, in the uh, remake, the 3DS remake of Superstar Saga, Bink reappears and he's just a regular skeleton. He's not an ape and he doesn't do any real ape like things. So, why did they change it?
1: Banana? I've never played a 3DS remake. I just doesn't climb climb
0: on a tree no like they 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 stripped him of all of his uh his kong like things i think he still hosts a barrel related mini game but other than that he's, he's he's not a he's not a gorilla boy anymore and you know, I, the only thing I can think of is they've been a lot more judicious about how you can use Donkey Kong stuff around that time frame is when it would have started when they had like their own Donkey Kong, uh, like word of God team within Nintendo saying, no, you can't do that. You can't do that with Donkey Kong. So maybe they thought, hey, having a dry Donkey Kong by another name in the Mario game is too far for us. You're going to have to change yeah. it. Now, that's just the theory. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to make a new model for Bink, so they just reused one of the other skeleton models in the 3DS version. That's probably Maybe. more likely. Yeah. Anyway, we mentioned Bink. Right. I hope you're all happy.
1: Thing is, look, um, when I was a kid, uh, Pizza Hut restaurants had a a, uh, a salad bar. And, uh, and now... Bink isn't even a gorilla anymore. Like, this world just keeps taking and taking and giving nothing back. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. Sick and tired, Hyle. The, you know, w- are you don't sound upset? Why are you not upset about this? Cause I don't really care about Bink. Oh, yeah, I don't either. Um, we didn't talk about every skeleton though. What? Because, yeah, because there is, um, there's a skeleton in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Three Dream Warriors. Uh, that it, it throws John Saxon and kills him in a junkyard. Uh, and then it does a little dance and falls into a bones. There's a skeleton in um, hmm, uh, Hotel Transylvania, uh, which has Adam Sandler on it. So how many more skeletons? We, d- we haven't covered every skeleton. We have to keep going.
0: Jeff, what about your skeleton?
1: Well, I've been depriving it of milk to try to keep it weak for the bone wars, but it's it's okay. It's fine. I give it like a ten out of ten. This has been a file two production. Kateriko.